0: This is Sound & Vision on KEXP, I'm Emily Fox. Before Seattle's Duff McKagan went on to become bassist for Guns N' Roses, before Seattle's mother Love Bone started influencing the city's grunge sound, there was the living. It was made up of a teenage Duff McKagan on guitar, Greg Gilmore, who went on to drum for Mother Love Bone, along with the band's frontman, John Conti and bassist Todd Fleischman. The Living was a Seattle punk band in the early 80s, and their only recording they've ever made was never released until now. Here's Pearl Jam guitarist Stone Gossard, who's releasing this record through his label, Loose Crew Records.
1: I mean, it's Seattle, hardcore, pre-grunge, but it's it's it has all the elements and you can hear this you know and, and duff mckagan wrote the music and he wrote the lyrics and and it's this incredible time capsule of that period that never got released it really showcases like who the real king of grunge is and it, I, th- I think it might be duff and duff and Greg and todd and john
0: album called 1982 by the living touches on some hopeful and healthy takes on some heavy subjects the song life is a terror seems to be a conversation with someone who is suicidal about how to get out of the state they're in And the song, No Thanks, is about denying drugs.
1: <laughs> some issues are perennial, right? There's Some things never change.
0: That's the living drummer, Greg Gilmore, who went on to play with Mother Love Bone following this project.
1: That was my first Seattle band. I may not I've been so aware at the time of how happy I would be to have been in a band that was singing about such heady sort of real uh, meat and potatoes kind of subjects and in such a uh, generally positive way.
0: This album also addresses war in the song Live by the Gun. Gilmore says that song was a response to what he calls the Reagan era.
1: So it was a, just a general response to that atmosphere, that kind of tough guy, big bombs, uh, more guns kind of approach to the world.
0: The song, I Want, was written during a recession under the Ronald Reagan administration. Rejection! Rejection! This song was written by Duff McKagan when he was 18 years old. At the time, he was getting rejection after rejection while searching for work. One band member was working five jobs and still having to live at home with the parents. Others didn't have work at all. They were struggling musicians. The Living was only a band for a few months. 1982 features seven tracks penned by McKagan. McKagan says he never knew if these tracks would ever make it out of the basement. But nearly 40 years later, they have. And drummer Greg Gilmore is impressed with its reception.
1: Uh, I knew the rest of us really liked it and just wanted to make a record out of it. So without considering what it might actually mean to others... Or uh, let alone that it might have a, a place in um in the story of the city's musical history, so that's been that's been pretty fun to kind of wake up to it and see that a lot of people are really interested in this thing and talking about it in those terms, so, you know much bigger than my original vision or expectation of it was so. Yeah, it's been really
0: good. The album 1982 by The Living was released April 16th by Seattle's Loose Groove Records. Here's the Living song, Two Generations Stand.